It's the 120 Podcast. Mikey Fairley alongside Ben Hootie. Just caught Christopher Morales home run in the Dominican Winter League. That's how far it went. That's why I got my baseball before we started recording, because I can make that dumb joke. If you're not watching on YouTube, you missed out on that dumb joke, and you don't get to see our cool backgrounds. If you're more of an audio person, if you're in the car or whatever, I'm more of an audio person, to be honest. That's cool, too. Yeah. But you get to see our cool backgrounds. So even if you watch or even if you listen to the podcast version, make sure to go back and watch the YouTube version. Ben, I'll start with you. We're in the same room, but we're flipped around. Yeah. So this is the same room for – oh, you're saying for me it's the for same For you. Room. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not in the same room as I once was. No, yeah. I, my mom told me she was tired <laughs> of seeing my laundry in the back of our videos when I was home. Um, we were just going to get a curtain, but I didn't really like the way I, I'm in a small room, very small room at home. So I decided to make a little cubicle for myself. I'm going to have a new mic here soon. That's going to be on one of those cool little like that's gondola sick. systems. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. I got my monitor here. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, and I got, I brought my, uh, my cool, uh, shelf with all my star wars and Funko guardians of the galaxy and coke you see coke right there yeah uh, you guys get the other side of me but there are some baseballs there's ryan Good. sandberg and um fergie jenkins so that's pretty cool how did how you just that? like we didn't even talk about this i literally have two props to show in the beginning of the show what the what? are you yes okay. those are the only not two balls fergie you and, not fergie and ryan, oh, okay. ryan sandberg i have a fergie one in my room actually from my from my dad as well i should have brought that one out too um but these that one was from my dad as a gift i should have brought that one out too i forgot about it but i have these two and i was gonna the reason why they're out because i was gonna like so where i am right now is i'm in my basement my dad who is a friend of the pod at this point you his name is also mike fernelli Uh, he's often in our psf streams he's a um my dad's awesome but anyway um he's made this basement of chicago sports pictures and memorabilia over the years and as from when we've moved house to house he still put all the stuff up in this house. We've been in since 2022. This wall specifically is all like Cubs stuff. Like these are all the scorecards from the years. The Cubs have made the playoffs when he's been alive. So, I mean, we're looking back to like 84 ish. And then we're at like 2018. There's like a picture of David Ross with a mask on for 2020. Um, and so uh, it's, it's a, it's a great memorabilia. Two items that belong to me though, that I wanted to put behind me on a shelf. I, there's no shelf. This is Ernie Banks. From my grandpa, which I'm very proud of. And this is Yon Lester Reams. I won it in a in a raffle Ooh. when I was in high school. Yon Lester Reams. Yon Lester Reams. I, d- I no, didn't realize. Did Sandberg? Yes, Sandberg. That's Sandberg. And that's Fergie. I might as well just pull them down, right, to show the audience. Yeah, show me. Did you meet either of them? Or did I, you get them somehow? I got the Ryan Sandberg one from a friend. And there's that hall of fame 05 pretty cool yeah that's awesome um and then the fergie one i actually met him at wrigley field um and he signed he was great that's cool to sign the ball for me i'm pretty sure it was like a paid um kind of ordeal right everything's gonna fall here look at the ihsa medal yeah, yeah the ihsa medal Fergie Jenkins Hall of Fame 91. That's awesome. Pretty cool stuff. Talk wait, tell the story about that for a second. I'm gonna go get mine so I can show that too. Uh the Fergie Jenkins one that was I found or yeah. So we were at a game one summer and Fergie was just signing autographs for people. It was like 20 bucks if you had your own thing, and then if you wanted to pay for something else, 
I think they had balls there, but you had to pay for an extended price. But back in my youth, I was a, a big time autograph collector and uh, like to bring baseballs to games. So I had one ready to go and I paid 20 bucks to, for Fergie. I think all the money went to uh, Cubs charities. So pretty cool stuff. And yeah, I was happy to be able to meet Fergie. No picture though. That was sad. No picture. The only two I have were from 2012. My dad during amid my 10th birthday was uh, in February of 2012 was at the Randy Hunley Cubs like fantasy camp thing where and he met a number of um, players that are signed on here, including um, Ron Coomer and and Fergie. But then I also have um, I have a I have a Fergie here and it actually it actually says to Mikey, good luck. And I, nice. I assume he means in baseball. So the luck was not good enough. Um, you don't have an IHSA bronze medal. Yeah, we're just we're just showing off our childhood baseball nerdiness memorabilia because we were both home for Christmas for the holiday season for winter break. Finals are past us in the rear view. And uh, I think if there's one positive of the Cubs not signing Shohei Otani, it's that Ben and I were able to do our finals week in peace. Right. I mean, that's probably the best part about it because I couldn't imagine being all over social media editing, even though I was constantly refreshing. <laughs> you know, it, it was uh, it was a nice couple week and a half off of 120. We apologize, but there's no Cubs news, so we can't tell you guys anything. But we're back today and um, we got some stuff to talk about. And first, we'll obviously talk about the unicorn himself, Shohei Otani, and his record breaking deal with the Dodgers. Yeah, let's talk about it. 700 years. No, 10 years. years. Feels like 700 <laughs> years, but how long it's deferred. 70, 700 million, excuse me. 10 years, uh, but he's only getting a check for a mere, a meager, a minimum wage, two million a year. Can I a pull small something? loan of two million every year is I'm in gonna, his pocket. I'm gonna pull something up really quick just to uh put in perspective how crazy that two million a year for Shohei Otani is. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. As of right now, obviously some things can change, but the Cubs 2024 payroll. These players will be making more than Shohei Otani in 2024 for the Chicago Cubs. Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki, Jameson Tyone, Kyle Hendricks, Nico Horner, Drew Smiley, Jan Gomes, Patrick Wisdom, Tucker Barnhart, Trey Mancini. <laughs> Tucker like, come Barnhart. on, man. Oh, my God. Trey Mancini on his couch. <sighs> Trey Mancini. There's uh, no way. I, I want to talk about this first, Mikey. Yeah, go. We obviously had a couple weeks of speculation on here about Shohei Otani and the potential for him to be a Chicago Cub. Obviously, that's not the case anymore. But even at the time when we were debating between Otani, it felt like there was a backdoor open for not only the Cubs, but the Blue Jays and the Giants as well. When in all reality... We did this song and dance for no reason. He wanted to be an L.A. Dodger, and he's probably had his mind made on that for a really long time. Just because yeah. of the way that this contract broke down with the deferrals and the options and everything like that, it was just a matter of figuring out every single little detail about this contract, no matter what. He was going to play in L.A. for the Dodgers with the bright stars of Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts alike, and if anything – as much as he's helping them, the player, Shohei Otani, 
He's a two-time American League MVP. He's helping them out even more because of these deferrals and and what could potentially come with the Dodgers as well. Yes, and that's the biggest point, Ben. You're totally right because the Dodgers now have the door open for uh, Yoshinobu and a number of other players. Tyler Glass now. It, it brings up an interesting point because even if you don't think about the Dodgers having a monopoly, first and foremost, congrats to Shohei Otani, contractually the highest paid athlete of all time. Yeah whether or not you know he's going to get paid less than Trey Mancini, but contractually the greatest athlete of all time by contract. This all said, this opens a Pandora's box of incredible opportunities for teams to screw over players via their contract. Yeah. Um, and that's and it, and it could go both ways, right? If you're a great player like Shohei Otani, yeah, you can get deferred out and you could get paid forever. But if you're Trey Mancini or Tucker Barnhart, you could get a, a less friendly contract that's way deferred out that you have to agree to because it's your best offer and you're not getting $40 million a year in sponsorships. It, it's going it, to, this is the first people have finally read some of these new CBA things, including Jeff Passan tweeting out the, and Jeff knew this, right? But Jeff's showing everybody that it said, there is no rules or stipulations to how long a contract could be deferred. This is bad because this could truly change the way baseball players are paid. And then they're going to have to completely uh, flip the rule by the time they agree again. I don't even think the players mind it because they clearly accept it in the CBA. It's just more the matter of how owners are going to react to this. Clearly the Dodgers were okay with it, but I think we, we talked about last week, once Shohei Otani signs, we feel like everything's going to break open. Well, the way that his contracts lined out, might be putting even more of a pause to things because they might be talking deferrals or whatever the case might be. What what are some of the big ones? Obviously, Shohei's the the biggest one because he's going to make sixty eight million dollars a year by the time he's done playing. But we're still talking Bobby Bonilla, correct? Well, yeah, As, that's the one that people keep bringing up to. They said that the Shohei contract is going to make Bobby Bonilla day look like uh like paying a parking ticket yeah and ken griffey jr for the reds i think yeah is a, is a who's still getting paid yeah to that. i don't know man it's um i think it's frustrating not necessarily for me it's it's a, it's an interesting deal i think if anything this is it, this hurts the worst for lower market teams yeah so there was the if you watch the tv show winning time this year as i know ben and i both did they talk about in that show the original first, you know, distance contract, the first weird contract by Jerry Buss was the 25 years, $25 million Magic Johnson deal in Magic's second season, which would have been 80 or 81. So that would have that would have tied him down through like 2006. But he was obviously done playing in the early 90s to um, an unfortunate illness. But either way, he wouldn't have played into the 2006. Yeah. So there was this deferral, you know, or not even deferral. It was more just like getting paid after you leave a team, getting paid after you retire. And we've kind of seen that kind of spring up in different situations. I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not a total nerd when it comes to contract, but if you come to mind, Duncan Keith had like a decades long contract with the Blackhawks. I think it was like 12 years or something. It wasn't, nothing, yeah. it wasn't anything crazy, but it was, I mean, you don't see that often in sports anymore. You were starting to see a Bryce Harper or a Mike Trout type contract where you had this record shattering number, but it was for a decade or it was for 12 years. So it was, it was worth it. Show me 10 years, 700 million for the first time in professional sports. 
but it's all spread out and there's no real salary cap and they're deferring it every year. So the Dodgers are really only writing off $2 million on the books or whatever percentage of that $68 million deferral it has to be. I think Jeff Passon said it has to be like a percentage. So I think it's like they technically have to write off like $46 million a year or yeah. something like that. It's it, technically how this will end up playing out is based on what you said. Once again, I'm not I'm not a number cruncher when it comes to contracts. No. Contracts are the most confusing part of sports. Absolutely. And th- this I think this has blown everyone's mind in the baseball world. But I think even though the number says 700 million, based on the payroll hit that it's taking, he's technically going to make 460 million dollars across this deal, which is still record breaking. It's still the biggest contract in baseball, but he was able to line it up right around there. And then whatever comes after that. And I, something I just looked up too was if what you were talking about is 700 million across 10 years, but $2 million a year for 10 years. So that's 20 million. That's only 2%, 2% of his total contract is only going to be part of when he's actually playing. Right. And then there's a strange, there's two strange stories that came out in the last two days. There's the one today that there's a crazy opt out that if yes. high level executives with the Dodgers are gone, he can completely opt out of his contract. I don't know how that screws up the deferral method. He could still be getting paid 68 million a year when he's 50 years old by the Dodgers and have played the last five years of his contract with your Chicago Cubs. But then there's also the detail that, like you said at the top of the show, Ben Hootie, he didn't want to go anywhere but LA. The the excuse me, the Giants gave him the same contract. Yeah. The Giants sat him down with their entire exec board and Buster Posey, and they were like, hey man, we love it here in San Francisco. And the quote was the general vibe, the whole meeting was Shohei really wanted to stay in Southern California, either LA or Anaheim. And they they said the final offer they gave them or gave him, excuse me, was comparable, if not identical, to the seven hundred million dollar dollars deferred out that he eventually got with the Dodgers. I guarantee we never even gave him a shot. You just wanted to hear their meeting. Do you do you think your Chicago Cubs met with Shohei Otani? I think they met with him. I do truly think they met with him because we would not have been hearing talks like I if I were to take a, a wild guess, I would say that he met with the Angels again, the Giants, the Dodgers, obviously, the Cubs, and the Blue Jays. I think all those teams are true. I just think when it came down to it, I Jed doesn't like getting in bidding wars. And I don't even think it would have mattered if he got in a bidding war anyways, because it doesn't seem like he wanted to go anywhere but California. I will say this, two things. I don't think we'll ever know if the Cubs actually met with him. And if if it won't be yes, for a while, I and we, won't know, we won't know the details of if they did. Jed might confirm they did, but we'll never know what the final offer was. We won't ever know what the circumstances were, how close he was, if it was at Wrigley or in Nashville. The second thing about it is, there was supposedly, and you can never trust some of these reporting, but there was supposedly a quote from one of the executives that lost out on Shohei. So it can't have been the Giants because we just heard from them and it can't be the Dodgers, obviously. So either the Blue Jays, Cubs, or Angels said, I can tell you this much, we weren't at 690. Mm. So I would assume if it's fair to think the Cubs might have been the ones who said, we weren't going to, sim- we simply weren't going to go that high. Yeah, I could see it being the Cubs. And frankly, yeah. As I think this is, I think this is a good time to pivot into this because we've yeah. been talking about the contract. I don't, I'm not like kicking my kicking anything that we missed out on them. Just the way no. that the numbers have broken out and the fallout that's come after with it. 
and and it even makes me even more in my head like he wanted to be a Dodger like I don't even know why we thought we were in this fever dream fantasy dream whatever it might have been I I don't mind that we missed out on him because now you can (laughs) who knows if they're going to spend that much because we'll get into this later in the show but you could use that $700 million and put it on multiple players elsewhere. The Dodgers are really a team, even though they need starting pitching, but they could dish out $700 million to one player. And it's like, all right, let's, let's run this thing again. We're going to win the NL West again. We're going to try and make a playoff run. The Cubs are at a way different point than the Dodgers are. And that 700 million that they could have spent on Shohei Otani is it. Thankfully it could be going elsewhere. Right, because even if you were going to give them, like, even if you're considering the Cubs would have been like fifty or sixty million dollars a year, then you could consider like who fits into that, right? I mean, Cody Bellinger theoretically fits into that, depending yeah. on the contract size. Um, trading for Pete Alonso could fit, and then restructuring could fit into that. Um, signing Reese Hoskins could fit into that about four times, hopefully. Uh, and not not a, not not a knock. What'd you say? I said more than four. Yeah, not a, not a knock on Reese Hoskins. He just obviously is not as expensive as any uh, anyone else I'm naming off. I think it'd be a great signing for the Cubs. I think that would yeah. completely open the door on um, Jed's plan B, right? I think that's the first deal they need to make because I think it's now it's time to get on the soapbox and talk about it. I'm not panicking like much of Twitter is. I know, Ben, you talked about pre-show how you agree, but I think people are getting a little antsy on Cody Ballinger. Should we uh, take a word from the wise and remember the 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 Bryce Harper saga or the chris bryant saga how long these players will wait under scott boris just to wait and wait and wait and wait and yeah. hold and hold and hold and hold while their stock rises and rises and rises until the last minute and the rockies are philly slided and say here yes i that was where i was right about to go with because i know john Heyman reported this morning that it's between the cubs and blue jays I say bullshit. This thing is going. I think Cody Ballinger's free agency is going to drag out until it's not over till it's over. I think it's going to drag out until late January. If I were to yeah. take a guess, oh yeah, or mid January, it, it's going to be a while. It's going to be yeah. a while before we know where Cody goes. And at this point, it's either Cody or nothing. I feel like, and that that's not a bad thing because you could still fit complementary pieces into this lineup and move. If you miss out on Cody, I still think you could field a really good roster for 2024. But when did, when did Bryce sign? Sorry to cut you off, but that had to have been like into spring training. I remember, right? Bryce was February. Was it? Okay. So it was right before Machado and Bryce were in February. If I'm not wrong, White Sox and legend, Mike another, Machado. another guy that was a Boris prosper Boris client that same off season was um Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta didn't sign until spring training. So I know it's not a position player, but still these Boris clients, they'll take as long as they need because they know that Scotty B will get them the money no matter mm-hmm. where they go. And that's kind of what you, I, I, I Juan Soto, Juan Soto's a Boris client next year. Next year's free agency with him as the number one guy is going to be super interesting, especially being a Boris client. Soto on the Yankees rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, we never even talked about that. Did you see what he said? No. He said, um, someone asked, have you sat down and thought about the fact that you're going to be hitting in front of Aaron Judge every day? He said, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Like, he's already, like, stirring the pot for... He's he's media trained. 
Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's already, got, he's got it. He's a Boris guy. He's a Boris guy. He's been a Boris guy for like three months and he already knows exactly what to say. He's looking for his seven fifty. I'll defer to 2045. Right. If he learns how to pitch in the time being. Yeah. Right. God, no, it's, it changes the scope of baseball. I mean, in professional sports, it does. Cause baseball could really get out of hand contractually. If you, why did I say it like that? Contractually, if you uh, let it, because yeah, it really ultimately comes down to whose owner is more willing to add another zero to the check. And when Shohei's entire, well, now, now that we know it's so deferred, it's not really, but if you think about what it technically is yearly, which is 70 million, that's more than what five different MLB franchises. I thought I, I saw. think it's more than that. I think yeah. it's like eight. Yeah. Crazy. Or maybe maybe it's worth worth five more. It's worth more than five teams. Yeah. And it's their total. It's worth more than nine payrolls. I think, which is yeah. just absurd. The funniest thing is, I love on Twitter how people were saying, and a friend said to me, who's not a Cubs fan, like. You can't be making fun of the 700, which I wasn't really, especially at the time. Like, I'm happy for Shohei. Like, it changes sports, but it's cool. I mean, it's cool to say baseball is the highest paid athlete. Yeah. But somebody was like, would you be laughing at this contract if it was the Cubs? And the the answer is no. No. Like, of course, I'd be thrilled if he came to the Cubs. I'm not laughing at the Dodgers, especially hearing about this deferral thing. The Dodgers did it. The Dodgers are like, they like the clip that somebody made with the Wolf of Wall Street, how, yeah. how it's like, how it's literally Jordan Belfort business deal. And it's like the Dodgers saying they somehow got Shoei and all of it would get deferred. It literally so is such like a line in that movie. It's so perfect. Um, But it's no knock on the Dodgers. It's smart by them. Like I wasn't necessarily pissed off as the world was. Like I was like, it's good business, honestly. Yeah. But it, it helps that the greatest player in baseball was so set on you from day one and free agents that you could do some nonsense like that. Man, I cannot believe that we even like got we got our chins yeah. tickled, dude. It was like yeah. we thought for a second, and it's just it was never the case. It was never the case. And I'm happy we can move on from this. He's a Dodger. We're gonna have to face him in the NLCS for the next 10 years. It's gonna be okay, foot guys. We're the, the, things are things are in the right direction. We have the best manager in baseball. Jed is cooking we think but according to john Heyman today he might be hibernating um <laughs> it's like it's like the one contested on the bachelor or the bachelorette you're the fan favorite everyone loves you maybe you're famous on social media while the show is going everyone loves you show hey to the cubs this person to win the show and then of course the person that you think will actually win wins yeah. and no one's happy and then they break up in three years that's what'll happen when two top executives leave the dodgers I I don't know if it'll happen with the Dodgers, but <laughs> he seems too secretive. He's not. This isn't the NBA we're talking about. We're not playing in the soap opera. Oh my god! Can you imagine if that becomes baseball? Like this opens uh, the door for that. Like crazy contracts open the door for like one of my worst favorite things about professional sports is how in the NBA you can just kind of like tantrum your way out of a team. I can't even think of the last play. The last player to request a trade, and it's crazy because he kind of it like as I just said, he's kind of becoming a drama queen in himself. The only thing that I can think of in the last couple of years where it's like where we even get close to soap opera with MLB was the Juan Soto situation, but that was because the he felt like the Nationals lowballed him on that like thirteen year four hundred million dollar offer, which yeah. I guess is kind of valid because he was getting. With the, the extra added years, he was getting, and it seemed amicable and play. mutual, right? Like that's yeah. what it seems more like in baseball, and because you can get a way bigger haul in baseball. And then, to... 
I yeah. guarantee you the Nationals are laughing right now about it too because look what happened to San Diego. They didn't yeah. get nearly as much as San Diego gave to them for Juan. Bigger farm system, way more prospects, no limit on the money you can spend. Baseball, it's almost ridiculous to not trade off an all-star when he has about a year or two left in his contract Right. if you're not going anywhere. and like that's if, you're, if your team is in the dumps and that's where the Cubs were two years ago, see ya. And that's what we're getting into right now with some uh, some player targets. And, yeah, uh, you know, Shane Bieber's got a year left to control. Is he going to be a Cub? Glass now. We heard this morning that a glass now to the Dodgers trade is close. Haven't seen much about it since, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, Dylan Cease is a big one. He's still got two years left to control. I don't know. I think I'll go back to it. Like I said earlier in this episode, I think Reese Hoskins would be a huge move for Jed Hoyer and these Cubs. Yeah. Obviously, Cody Bellinger would be too, but I just don't think we'll get Cody Bellinger before Christmas. Like, there's just no way. Yeah, I'm not ruling out or, or at anyone. All. Right, yeah. I'm not ruling out Belly at all. I think that I thought the Jung Ho Lee signing yesterday was going to make things start to move a little bit, especially when we're talking about bats. But nothing today. I feel like the trade market's going to really start to heat up at some point because honestly, when we started this off season, I was like, Oh yeah, there's plenty of options out there for potential bats and starters. But now that I'm looking at it, like the free agency market, as much as it hasn't like fabricated yet, it, this is a really weak free agent market all, all around. So I know we heard about Josh Naylor a couple of days ago with the, with the potential for the Cubs. And obviously we've been hearing, um, talks about Cleveland and the Cubs all off season. And, and that makes sense. It's a, it makes sense as a trade partner considering where our uh, general manager Carter Hawkins comes from. So I would assume there's been fluid conversations there and I think we're just going to have to wait and see. There's really like no, besides the numbers, which I hate that we're talking about numbers the whole episode. I wish we were talking about rumors, but there really hasn't been anything besides kind of flames bl- getting blown out and tire glass now and show Otani, Right. No, yeah. And then the potential for Bellinger coming back. But as you said, what is there to really talk about right now? I think this is going to be a drawn-out process. You pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's getting pretty stale. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite moment of the MLB offseason so far is just that Shohei did it his way. And after reporters literally slaved away for hours on end, um, for days at a time, for weeks, didn't sleep in Nashville so they can get an ounce of a report, a drop to say that this team met, may or may have not have met with Shohei on a plane with Robert Herjavec and this, that, and the other thing. Shohei posts a low-res image of the Dodgers logo that he screenshotted off Google <laughs> on his Instagram and politely, as always, just says, so sorry for the wait. I am choosing the Dodgers. Thank you, Angels fans. Love that guy. All Thanks. class. Baseball is back. Yep. Yep. Shohei did it. He did it. He did it his way. I love it. At Big Cat on part of my take was just flaming the imagining Shohei Otani just like kind of with, his, with his dog sitting next to him on the couch, just like, oh, I guess it's time to finally announce it. Los Angeles Dodgers PNG logo. Yeah. <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> Didn't even download. Screenshot. Post on Instagram. <laughs> Would have been even better if he didn't crop it off the screenshot. Imagine if it just had Dodgers in the search bar. (laughs) 
And there's just a screenshot of their logo. That would have been so good. That would that would have been a, as much as the low res. It's just such a bad look. If we would have seen like <laughs> any ounce of like search bar or like the little <laughs> or even fi- like a, or like the little finder logo that comes up yeah, at the bottom of when you poorly cropped. Yeah. Well, oh you can God. tell what his agent made for him and stuff, or what like his team made for him because like he since then he's been posting like hype videos on his Instagram story and stuff like thank you to the angels and then like the cool video of him like spinning around he has the Dodgers uniform on now like yeah he's been posting stuff that people the send anime him, like, video the anime right. video yeah he's been posting stuff that people say hey Shohei we made this post it but like when it's up to him he was doing it his way I really love that the world's he, first what were you gonna say he wanted to be the first one to it right and he well, was gonna say the first he 700 million dollar athlete was breaking it via Google and I love that Good. He broke it his own way. I, when I, I when I saw that tweet come through, it made no sense to me because usually we get like the contract right away and everything like that. No. And it was passing. He just tweeted, Shoyo Tani has announced he's going to Dodgers through his Instagram. And I was right, like, I love that. This doesn't feel real. This doesn't feel real right now. I love it. No, I wish I wish more athletes did it that way. No, like yeah, it's kind of cool. Agree. Like I'm a journalist student or journalism student. I'm I'm all for good reporting. Like I I like Jeff passing a lot. Like I like his reporting on the contract. Like I I think it'd be cool if they break a story, but I love the athlete just posting it. Like, I, I hope that's what happens more often. We, If you want to spitball into a journalism talk really quick, oh, I I think that we the only sources you could trust anymore is Ken Rosenthal and Jeff Passan. Just wait till the deal is announced. After the whole Morosi thing, which I'm a big fan of John Morosi, I always mm-hmm. thought he had really good cub intel. And I honestly felt pretty bad for him that – like he jumped the gun on that Rob. What's it? How do you say his last Robert name? Herjavec. Robert Herjavec, uh Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. His, his plane story. Just, I think they're all just making up bullshit at this point. I just yeah. know that Kenny, Kenny Rosenthal and Jeff Paston, they got the right sources. They announced the deal. Call it a day. We move forward. Let's and just rinse, recycle, repeat. I mean, we saw it at the winter meetings with Bob Nightingale getting chirped at by Jed Hoyer (laughs) and John Morosi just John Morosi leaking a plane that wasn't actually Shoyotani's plane. And then you have John Heyman going on Bleacher Report Live every day, just yapping. The problem is these great reporters and all these guys we name off and girls are all amazing reporters in their own right it's just that you can never like as a journalist you can never be so sure about a source until it proves true and you had the chance to be the one to move it forward because you see an account like nico horner's dog or what's one of the other ones you like i forget Um, what the other one's called i don't know there's some really good follow nico horner's dog just trolls he's trolling every time who was the guy that broke Degrom? who kept saying like all this stuff about Shelly oh, the Playmaker David. <laughs> yeah, Playmaker David. Like you see an account like that. Just Charles a, the Cat. Yeah, Charles the Cat. Just like a default profile picture saying, sending you a message in your DM saying, if you're like one of these guys, Morosi or whatever, saying like, you know, I have this intel that, that hey, at John Morosi, I have intel that this pl- private charter plane is flying from Anaheim to Toronto today. And then you, the problem is when it's such a big player like that, Morosi reports the story as a report at the end of the day it's a report reports say a source says this may happen yeah and then you have hundreds of blue jays fans waiting at the toronto airport so that's it's it's just you can't win with that and at the end of the day what is he gonna do sit on that and then it ends up being true and he had the chance to do it no like where i get mad was the whole thing that happened this year with like the bears defensive coordinator that was bad oh 
But like that's I wasn't as upset with John Morosi about, and I actually appreciated his journalistic apology. No, yeah, John, but he didn't show his face for like three days. He yeah. didn't tweet. He didn't show his face. He probably felt terrible. And then he, he went on MLB Network on Monday and made a joke about it. So good. It's all in good, good. fun. He's a really good guy. I could tell. Good. Some of the, some of these MLB reporters, I feel like are a little fishy. John Morosi, I could tell, is genuinely a good guy. I saw good. he went yeah. on he went on CHGO to talk to the guys about nice. uh, just potential Cubs plans. He's been the big one on glass now. So I hope he's right about that one with the Cubs. Obviously we've been seeing some stuff shift with the Dodgers. As we wrap it up, Ben, what is, what is, uh, we'll end with this. Who is, or what is the one thing you want to see the Cubs do pre Christmas? That'll make you sit down with your Turkey dinner and feel a little bit better about the future of manager Craig council, Chicago Cubs. Um, I think the big one's obviously belly, but we know we already talked about it. I think you alluded to it earlier in the show. I really like Reese Hoskins. Me too. I would really like him to be a cub that, and I think people are scared that it's going to become another Mancini or Hosmer type deal. Reese Hoskins isn't that player. He's been really good for every year that he's played and it's for great power. And I know people are worried about the ACL injury, but in baseball, I don't think ACL injuries affect people as much as they do in other sports. Let's just nope. be honest here. You don't have to dunk um, in baseball. Exactly. Especially if you're a first baseman. So I would really, really like Reese Hoskins. And I hope, I hope that they sign him to a multi-year deal. Yeah, me too. I, I, we talk, You talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how you're not the biggest fan of every single year is a one-year kind of deal. Well, what happens if Reese Hoskins hits 40 homers for the Cubs and now they're in another Cody Bellinger situation next offseason with Reese Hoskins? That yeah. would not be fun. So let's just lock him down for a couple of years, maybe two, and give him a third-year option or we'll take the third-year option and call the day. I really like Reese Hoskins. I hope he's a Cub. He seems like a great guy, too. Like, he was fully in. Even though he was hurt for most of it, he was fully in on the Phillies, like, fun train. He seems yeah. like a good guy. I met him, actually. Fun fact. Really? I met him. Um, I'm surprised I haven't told you this. I'll tweet it if he if he signs to the Cubs. Um, I have a selfie with him from 2022. And I've rarely ever met professional baseball players. Like, this isn't a common thing for me. But I was in San Diego for my, like, distant relative's wedding in 2022. And um, actually, I didn't even go to the wedding. I was just there with my family. My dad went to the wedding. Wow. And we went to a Padres-Phillies game in San Diego the one night. And then the next day, we went golfing. And my dad and brother went home to, like, shower and hang out. And I was like, dude, our hotel's right down the street from Petco Park. Like, I'm going to try and go sneak into the game. Lo and behold, they protect Petco Park like it's Buckingham Palace. So I couldn't get in. But I just stood around on the outside because I saw a group of Phillies fans kind of, like, hanging out along the wall. Because it was the last game of the series. So the okay. bus was ready to leave. So I introduced myself to some Phillies fans, told him who I was. I liked the Cubs, and we talked about Kyle Schwarber for a while. Schwarber walks out, gives everyone a wave, doesn't take pictures. Harper walks out, gives everyone a wave, doesn't take pictures. It was when he had his thumb hurt still. Um, Castellanos walks out, same thing. Reese Hoskins walks out, and he's got a whole group of people, including his wife, who one of the Phillies fans pointed out, walk up because he's from there. He's from this uh, California yeah. area. So so he, all, they all walk up, and Reese takes pictures and talks to his family for a while. Then he turns to the Phillies fans and comes in and shakes hands and takes pictures with like all the Phillies fans, including me, who just kind of blended in wearing an ISU golf shirt. So I, I got a selfie with them, talked to him for a minute and said, you know, good game, whatever. I don't know if he played well that game. I think he played well the night before. But I just, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought that uh, no, no knock on Bryce or Nick Cassianos or Schwarber for not coming. But Reese was willing, probably because his family was there, just to meet some people. Well, hopefully that you talking to Reese Hoskins <laughs> manifested him to be a Chicago Cub yeah. by Christmas. 
Yeah, who knows? Hopefully by Christmas. That'd be good. I would love to have him on the Cubs. I think that's one thing this team could really benefit from, having it every day for a multiple-year first baseman. Especially, we don't know about Jamer. We don't know about Cody. Well, Jamer signed with the Reds. I don't know if you missed that. I, when did this happen? <laughs> it was like a late-night deal. When? Um, During the winter meetings. See, this is the problem with baseball. You're Some kidding. Of this stuff no, now I'm just embarrassed. We're not cutting that out, though. That was a funny reaction. <laughs> what? Signed a three-year, $45 million deal with the Reds. $45 million That's deal. That's such a waste. I know. It's <sighs> tough. Okay, we do know about Jamer. I'll say this just to uh, to finish your point. As you are are taken aback by Jamie signing with the Cincinnati Reds, That's where he's so probably going to hit like forty homers. Um, first base has been a black hole for a while, and if they could get it filled with Reese Hoskins, and even if they bring back Cody Bellinger and plan on starting one of the rookies in center, Reese Hoskins could still play DH in first base here and there. So, just get him. He fits the mold. He fits exactly what these Cub what this Cubs team needs. If they're not going to re-sign Cody Bellinger. And you got to bring in a bunch of really good first basemen, third basemen, and DHs because that's exactly what you need. Bring in a couple lefties, whatever it might be. But first base has been a black hole since Rizzo left, so let's just knock it out now with Reese Hoskins. Chamber to the Reds. Last week was my finals week because I had all kinds of essays and stuff. I was home on Monday because I didn't have any final tests. I'm a, now a second semester senior. Oh, got one man. foot out the door. The other one holding the doorknob to open it wider. Taking three classes next semester. You're holding it for Jamie Candelario? No. He's going to waste away in Cincinnati. I'm not going to Cincinnati. Last time I was in Cincinnati, Chris Bryant had three home runs in front of my very peepers. Well, let's do it again with Cody Bellinger. <sighs> not not until February, I guess. At the very least, because we won't even have I, we can't even dream about it until then. And even then it wouldn't be till June or July. I cannot, I cannot believe how much this Jaber news has pissed you off. I could tell a mood swing. Just came through you. It's not even about Jamer. Like, I like Jamer. I didn't think we'd get him back. But the Reds, it's going to be like Jesse Winker or Nick Castellanos, who has, like, a brilliant career with the Reds and then finally gets traded back to a competitor and just. Cincinnati dick ballers, brother. But they're paying Remember... some... they're, they are paying some money for some players right now. I I'll know. Give them, I'll give them they're respect They're going to be sneaky just like last year. Remember yeah. when I went on Dom's live stream and it was like, you said it was the most vulgar I've ever been and I was yelling about the Cincinnati Dick Bowlers? Yeah, that was sick. That was a girl all-timer and I wish we had that one saved. I had to go back and find... or Well, like... The it's on the 128. Or it was it was from the 128 account because I was yeah. trying to promote... The whole reason Maybe I was it's in still it was... there. Yeah, I was trying to promote us. That's why I was off the 120 account. So I was like... This is Mikey with 120. Let's talk about the Reds. They're so mid since they lost by, you know, 16 runs, two games in a row at Wrigley Field. Ben was there. I was there. And then Dom was the one who started calling them the dick ballers again and was naming off random players they've wronged. And yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh, man. Didn't even know about Jamer at the time. Ben, close out the episode. Yeah. Hopefully when we're back, folks, we are going to have some free agency signings for you guys. Um... Obviously been a slow off season, but we're ready to cover it whenever it happens. So with that being said, go Cubs. Go Cubs.